Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill, the story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to be. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. In this present crisis, government is not the solution to our problem. Government is the problem. From time to time, we've been tempted to believe that society has become too complex to be managed by self-rule, that government by an elite group is superior to government for, by, and of the people. Well, if no one among us is capable of governing himself, then who among us has the capacity to govern someone else? I just love... <laughs> the way Ronald Reagan puts things or put things. And that was before his assassination attempt. So I tend to think that that was the real him. He didn't fulfill, I think, the promises of his inauguration in many respects. I think government did grow, but I feel like the deep state was at work. But of course, I always go down that rabbit hole. I'm always taking the red pill. This is Monica Perez. I am the libertarian voice on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB every Saturday afternoon when I'm not moved around because of sports. Next week, I'll be on Sunday from 1 to 3. But if you lose track of the show, you can always get my podcast of this show and of my online show, Propaganda Report, which I do with my producer, Binkley, at PropagandaReportDaily.com. So how are you doing, Binkley? I'm good. I'm hanging in there. Do you have any tweets for us? What we were talking about is that the promise of a Trump presidency, if we are to hold his feet to the fire, make sure he does what's right. I've had some calls that say he's definitely going to do what's right. It's just we have to worry about the people who might stand in his way. I'm not so sure about that. I think he says stuff that could be interpreted either way. I think he's a pragmatist. I think he wants to do what's practical, whereas I think that what's practical is also the principles of the uh, America's foundation, as expressed by Ronald Reagan. I'm a libertarian. Obviously, I really, really care about these principles. I feel like uh, liberty, free markets, personal, individual liberty is the solution to the problem of cronyism, of government power, of even unfair corporate power. Some is fair, some is unfair. Using regulations to keep competitors out is bad. Using tax codes to benefit the guys who contribute to campaigns, that stuff is bad. But I feel like liberty and a return to the Constitution would fix all those problems. I'm not positive Trump sees it that way so uh, but i feel like his voters do and that's what i want to focus on what do people want from him but i'll i'll take comments on any any topic people want to tweet or call 404-872-0750 1-800-WSB-TALK you can tweet at me at monica perez show go for it buddy 
In OYB 2016, he says that Trump needs to stop supporting terrorist groups, America does, and that will tell him if he is establishment or not. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, because that was the thing. I think it was General Kelly who just got confirmed, did he not, as, um, oh, I should remember this, the Secretary of Defense is Mattis. Uh, Kelly must be the intelligence guy. You'll have to check on that for me. But he was the head of the Defense Intelligence Agency, in 2012, when they put out a document that said they wanted as an Islamic state in order to justify unseating Assad. So I don't know if he had anything to do with that memo. I mean, people come up with stuff. It might have not been squarely under his purview. But the fact that that there are elements of the government, of the deep state, of the military industrial complex who promote strife in the Middle East in order to further the goals of their corporations or their private interests, that's a big, big problem. And I think that's the main driver behind our foreign policy, which is why it makes me nervous that the Secretary of State was the sitting CEO of Exxon. To me, that's a real conflict of interest. And if Trump can demonstrate an ability to rise above that and do what's truly right and not fall for those false arguments, I think that will be a tell. I agree with that tweet. So let's, let's. oh my gosh, the line, lines light up. <laughs> I always feel like I say something controversial and I don't even know which, which thing it was. But I had missed Peter on line one earlier, so I'm going to go to Peter in Brookhaven. Hi, Peter, you're on with Monica. Uh, thank you for taking my call, Monica. Uh, back to your point about uh, upholding the oaths of office. Um, I, I think it's an issue of uh, a congressional issue as far as due process, as far as making law, as far as I understand the uh, the president has to enforce law. However, it's up to Congress. If there's there's problems with the Constitution, problems with the law, it's a matter of due process, the Congress making law, changing law, and using and implementing due process. That's an absolutely fantastic point, because although the presidency has gotten increasing amounts of power, it really should not. The Congress has abdicated its obligation to be the one, the gatekeeper on war. They don't have declarations of war anymore. The president kind of takes that into his own hands. There are lots of things. Uh, Administrative law, the entire body of administrative law, one of the first things Trump did was suspend all new regulations, which is kind of par for the course. They do that. They want to change the direction from the predecessor. But the fact that all that those regulations, which are legislation without a legislature, it's legislation made by the executive branch, the fact that he had that kind of power is in itself a violation of the Constitution. I don't Agreed. hold him Agreed. responsible for that. You do agree with that? Yes, too much yeah. power. He had too much power. How yeah, and that's not his fault either. No, I'm saying Obama had too much power. I mean, how much Well, but it's always the presidency is getting more and more power over time. I'm reading a book recommended by Binkley about, it says, Liberty and National Security, written in 1950, and it lays out specifically, it's a Yale lawyer who wrote it, it lays out specifically how they want to increase the presidential power to move the power, specifically move the power of war from Congress to the president, and that is what happened. It's reckless. It's reckless. Yeah. And uh, not only that, but, um, you you know, it's imperative on on the president to use good judgment 
it, it's uh, and it's imperative on Congress for oversight. Yes, but and even the Supreme Court has too much power. The fact that the Supreme Court is is really the thing that determines elections. I would say when push comes to shove, I feel like the balance of powers is uh, really should be weighted heavily in Congress as how it was set up, and it and it hasn't been. It's gone. It's uh, it's been. Uh, transferred to the other two branches, which should should just be the uh, enforcers, the checks. But thank you very much for the call, Pete. I'm going to Kim in Hampton. Hi, Kim. You're on with Monica. Hey, yes. Um, you had said something about uh, having the Fifth Amendment being violated, and I just wanted to have clarification on what situation or what event took place in order for the Fifth Amendment to be violated. What do you mean? Like, what prompted them to violate it, or how do I believe it's in viola- It's being violated? How is the Fifth Amendment yes. being violated? Okay, yeah. that's a great question. And I'm... Uh, people always talk about Gitmo, which are not U.S. citizens, not having due process of law, and it's easy to dismiss that because they're not U.S. citizens. Then you get into a tricky world where you're talking about the Bill of Rights not being a recognition of God's given rights, but of government given rights. But I only view it insofar as it was a slippery slope. It introduced this concept of not having due process against people. It's it's the stepping stone to pre-crime. So the Fifth Amendment, the relevant portion is uh, that no person shall be deprived of life, liberty or property without due process of law. So when you put somebody on a no-fly list or a no-buy list, so they can't fly in a plane, they can't buy a gun, or I, I think what's coming is a no-post list where they aren't going to be able to communicate in social media. Right now it's focused on radical Islamists, but it's going to next be people of questionable mental capacity. I absolutely see in the crosshairs veterans who've had traumatic episodes. They, they will be targeted because they are the people who most threaten a, a tyranny is these guys ha- are courageous and they have the skills and they've already put themselves on the line for freedoms. And when they see them violated, they're going to be resentful. And uh, so they are a danger. I see a slippery slope there. And I feel like these uh, watch lists and no fly lists and no buy lists and no post lists, like these are all ways to say, if we don't like you, we're going to start taking your liberties away. And we're, we don't have to take you to court and prove that you've done anything. And that's pre-crime. It's tantamount to thought crime. And, uh, and that's no good. Thank you for the call. Uh, John, I in Atlanta. Hello. You are Hello, on the Monica. Phone. Yes. Uh, I just wanted to make a couple of comments. Um, I noticed while I was listening that we have a perfect example of what I feel is two very large types of uh, citizen group in America that are threatening our republic. Uh, one is young lady Babette, who came on, and all she had to do was swoon over Obama and how he danced so nice, and he spoke so eloquently, and he made her happy and feel good. And Trump made her feel bad, and there was no substance whatsoever. She had nothing to say about what they had to say and their ideals. It was all how she felt. These people vote their feelings, and it's killing this country. And the other was the only lady that followed her, who was totally willing to allow the country 
to, and I'm sorry, the government to violate our Fifth Amendment right because they just want to protect us. And she's the type of person that doesn't understand the Constitution, why we were founded, what the ideals we were founded on, and the limitations our government is expected to have placed upon it. And she's the person willing to trade her freedom for safety. And, and both of those, I think, both of the the problems that you're seeing are a result of uh, a systematic, intentional diminution of people's ability to think critically, to have civic responsibility. I'm going to take a quick break. I'm going to continue to address that. And I also want to get to David, who wants to talk about the difference between no-fly and watch lists. This is Monica Perez. Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. 59 outside the studio. Tomorrow's high is 68, and there is a severe weather alert in effect. So go to WSBRadio.com or stay tuned to see if that weather's going to affect you. The weekend weather is brought to you by Shoemate Heating and Air. And uh, the weekend prize pack, let's do that. That's always fun, a way to lighten things up. We have a four-pack of tickets to the Great American Motorcycle Show, January 28th and 29th at the Cobb Galleria Center, and a four-pack of tickets to Clark Howard Night at the Atlanta Gladiators game on February 4th at the Infinite Energy Arena. The first to call 404-741-0750 gets that. And I wanted to comment on something somebody mentioned earlier, just about all the fake news and the controlled media and all that, which I have been complaining about forever. And I remember when I marched on Washington three times for Obamacare, it was really jam-packed. And the coverage, even on Fox, grossly underestimated, I felt, the volume of the crowd there. I could be wrong, but I think they were saying like 25,000 people, and it was definitely more than that. Definitely. And... uh and this time, so this weekend is significant because there's a big, the Women's March in D.C., and it's being, it's being covered here. But yesterday, anti-Trump protests were being covered, not so much here, but massively in Europe. Like if you went to BBC.com, that's all you saw. You didn't see pictures of the inauguration or anything. Just people in black riot gear with anarchist flags, which was very European-oriented, in my opinion. And... Uh, but there's something else going on in Washington right now. It is this weekend is the anniversary of Roe v. Wade. So every year, the Rights Life has a big march in Washington. It's called the March for Life. And if you go, and that's a big event. It's on the mall. And it all it usually does get undercovered for sure. But this year, it seems that it's not being covered at all. I went to Fox News to see, and it was all the women's march, because I just wanted to see pictures side by side. I wasn't trying to catch them anything. I was just trying to see pictures side by side, and I couldn't find any pictures of the Right to Life march. So I searched Right to Life march. Zero results. I searched March for Life 2017. Zero results on foxnews.com. I mean, it's hard to get zero results on anything on Fox. It had March for Life 2016, but it wasn't covering it this time. So even if you think that news on the right is on your side, I think that they are up to fun and games, too. That's why I'm so skeptical, so suspicious that what you see is what you get. But what do you think? What are we really going to get? 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. You can tweet at me, at Monica Perez Show. Look, just put your little hand back in the cash register and give me my $2.75 back, please, Brad. 
Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We assembled here today are issuing a new decree to be heard in every city, in every foreign capital, and in every hall of power. From this day forward, a new vision will govern our land. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. Every decision on trade, on taxes, on immigration, on foreign affairs will be made to benefit American workers and American families. We must protect our borders from the ravages of other countries making our products, stealing our companies, and destroying our jobs. This is Monica Perez. <laughs> Hi, uh, that was a, a clip from the inauguration yesterday of Trump. I am a hardcore libertarian, so when I hear uh, the leader of our government saying he wants to make decisions for specific people, even everybody, I understand why that's appealing, but I'm a small government person. I don't believe in the power and promise of government. I don't want to take the government back to give me mine. I feel like that's a European concept that power at the top is inevitable and we need to counter it with more power at the top. So in order to fight the one percenters or the cronies, we need to use government. I prefer the message that Ronald Reagan sent, whether he lived up to it or not, you could discuss, but this idea that smaller government government is the problem, not the solution, and the solution lies in smaller government, which I do not think Ronald Reagan actually did deliver, although he certainly delivered some prosperity. I'm not saying it couldn't work, that central planning could not work. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying it, it's unsustainable because to concentrate power at the top like that makes it ripe for hijacking which is what the protesters seem to not realize they created this monstrosity this biggest government this super powerful presidency and now they're worried about it and uh and they should be looking to the 10th amendment but i fear that they're going to be looking for uh, a globalist government but i was talking earlier about this march on washington of the this women's protesters and i got a message offline that uh, during the break saying from a woman who said she thinks peaceful protest is so important as a method of uh, exercising our control over government. But she was disappointed that these women kind of morphed this whole movement into a single issue or, a, you know, must be pro-abortion, not even pro-choice because they uninvited a pro-life group. And I, I just wanted to uh, point out that most presidents or every president since it's become a thing under reagan reverses the policy of the previous president if he was of a different party in this mexico city policy so trump is expected to and i think when i was saying like you want to hold his feet to the fire do you expect him to follow through on things this mexico city policy is the rule that u.s government agencies cannot support financially foreign agencies that promote abortion so obama reversed it bush reversed it the republicans do not allow 
U.S. agencies to fund foreign abortions and Democrats do allow it. So will Trump reverse it tomorrow? I think so. He's expected to. But these are the little details that we should stay aware of if you're a uh, a Trump supporter and then not be distracted by the protesters lobbing around really emotional uh, arguments, really getting people defensive just to knee-jerk defend Trump. Let's keep our eye on the policy that we want from him. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Binkley, do you have a tweet for us, at Monica Perez Show? Yeah, in reference to who the uh, people protesting are today, Access Brokerage, Brokerage says that they could be a well-funded band of criminals George Soros employed for the day. Well, George Soros has been known to hand out flyers of how to be a protester. The masks certainly look like the things that were in. He used to recommend hoodies. Now it looks like everybody should be all geared up in black garb. And when I saw these guys smashing the windows of Starbucks, I thought, those are not American protesters. Because no. <laughs> that's where they, that's their tavern. You know, that's the, the, where our founders met in the beer taverns and talked about liberty. The millennials meet in the Starbucks and talk about protests. So and Why so angry at Starbucks? I don't, you know, maybe you jack those guys up on caffeine <laughs> and you got to take the consequences. I don't know. So, okay, I'm going to go to some calls. I'm going to David and Buford. David, you're on with Monica. Hey, Monica, this is... Um... This is Sound System, David, if you remember. And I wanted to first thank you again, as I thank you that night, uh, for getting my doctor, uh, my daughter back interested in politics. Oh, yes, people. David, you did yeah. the sound for when I was on Liberty on the Rocks last year, yeah. which was at um, in Roswell at the Harp. And I'm going to do that again this year. So maybe we'll all... I'll, I'll, when I pick a date, I'll tell everybody, and hopefully you'll be able to do that. Thank you, David. That was excellent. I, I appreciate it. I want you. to tell people to yes. plug it. Wherever you see Monica go, you need to go see her. Nobody speaks more cogently and succinctly and thoughtfully than Monica does about politics and current issues, and it's way better than the pablum you'll get on the newscast. Thanks, David. And I do remember you were saying you took your young daughter to this pub where we were talking liberty and she was trying to pay attention to her phone and all of a sudden you saw her listening and wow yeah i was i was really impressed however i do need to disagree with you a little bit um on on the fifth amendment thing uh well let's get back the original question is is trump going to do what he says he's going to do jury's still out i went from the position of being a never trumper um all through the convention to becoming an actually Trump supporter about uh, three weeks before the election and actually doing some work for him. And what I have seen since then, I'm encouraged. I'm a anarcho-capitalist. I'm a diehard conservative. And what I see so far makes my conservative heart very, very happy. I am jury still out. Is he going to do everything he says? I don't know. Is he going to do everything we want him to do? Probably not. But Give me one. I want to know about the Fifth Amendment thing. But first, if you would, please give me one item that makes your heart happy. And I love, I love to have disagreements, so bring it. And okay. I'm not even going to disagree with you. I'm just curious. <laughs> you know, I'm not. I'm going to, I just want to know. Yeah, Dan Coates, in, tar- in charge of intelligence, outside person, highly uh, thought of and, and very deeply studied in the issue but has been outside um, Washington 
for quite a while. Uh, he's, yeah, he's really he's old, right? I have to dig into battle. him. Yeah, I have to uh, dig into him. I, I noticed that. I flagged that. I really want to go through all the cabinet choices and see which ones I like and which ones I don't like and, and maybe Mattis, do a whole show on that. Mattis, I love... Uh, yeah, he's, he's deep military, and I understand the you know the industrial military complex uh, problems, the slope that's there. However, no kid that is going to that is ready to re up in the military is going to give a thought to abandoning like they are now in droves and have been for eighteen months. They are going to re up when it's a soldier's soldier that is leading them up front and going to let them fight. Not to mention, I read a very good article recently about how it's the civilians who seem to uh, feel like I, there was a famous Kissinger quote about soldiers being, um, I don't remember the quote, but it was mainly that they were fodder. They were just, who cares? Exactly. And so there's a flip side of the argument, which is military guys might actually see these people as human beings, whereas the civilians who are so often these super powerful civilians are physical cowards and really don't think twice about it. They would never put themselves on the line, but they don't respect. So I've got an open mind about that. And but, the, okay. the Fifth last Amendment one, thing, we got to wrap it up. Go. Yeah. Okay. Jeff Sessions, I, I am so, I'm over the moon about that one. All right. So you are super duper conservative. The thing, you know, I just I have to, I really can't, I, I don't care who's in place if they really respect the Constitution. And I do not think there should that's, be like pot laws at the federal level. Okay. Let's bring that back to the Fifth Amendment yeah. thing. We've got to understand that when Donald Trump is speaking, one, his words, I do agree, can be open to interpretation in a few different ways. Uh, so it remains to be seen what he's going to do. But the Supreme Court has defined multiple things, including the Fifth Amendment, as to what it means now. And the Supreme Court has said a, a more strict interpretation, if you're, in, you're not in jail, then you're not necessarily being impeded. It's, it's, more, it's more loose than that. But the whole thing of the, the no-fly list and the watch list, um, they are impeding liberty. I agree with you 100%. They're a slippery slope. But they do not restrict liberty. They have not prevented the person from doing their original intent. If you can't buy a gun, the only liberty that really that, matters... That, that's the issue, though. <laughs> that is not been restricted. I mean, it's not within the purview, in my opinion, that no government can take away your gun rights unless... You have abused the right. You're, you're 100% you right. forfeited the right. You have 100% right, but that has never passed. That, is, that was threatened. But you can't deny, about. you cannot deny that these things but are a march. Yeah, They're gonna... You can buy a gun. You can buy a gun if you're on the watch list now. That was threatened under Obama six months ago, but it never came to fruition. But I feel like, honestly, David, that the watch list and the fly lists are just stepping stones to a broadening I, I, of this pre-crime idea. They are a slippery slope. And what would encourage me greatly is if somebody brought it to Obama and the Congress's attention that, hey, you've got these things that are restricting liberty. There needs to be a way to undo the damage. And if that came about, I should think you would be very, very favorably inclined towards uh Mr. Trump, or President Trump, because, yeah. you know, if somebody notices that and he actually does something about it or allows something to be done about it, 
then you got to know that his heart is at least in the right place. He's well, I think, I think, sorry, David, I do believe that the number one, uh, my approach to the Constitution is never going to be, what does it mean now? It, it absolutely, I, I have my doubts about the possibility of a just government with the kind of coercive power that our, that has been given to our government. And that's why I became an anarcho-capitalist. I feel like we're past the point of no return, that they have too much power. Their information technology, all of that, drones, stuff like that, we can't get this power back. But if there ever were to be a position that I could accept the coercive monopoly power of government, I think the American experiment was it. it they took the perfect opportunity, which was... I, I, a clean slate. I will talk about the American Indians and the colonization issue separately, but in their minds, it was a clean slate during the Age of Enlightenment. It was an opportunity to put into practice the, the concept that a government could protect your liberty by helping you exercise your right of self-defense. That's it. So I will not accept any encroachment on that, if only because it encourages bad behavior by the government. It sets up a conflict of interest where they want to put us in danger so they can get more and more. I can't accept it, but I did absolutely love the call, David. Thank you so much. And uh, I'm going to have time for another call after the break, or you could tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. The best thing, in my opinion, that Trump could do would be, at this point, to put Judge Napolitano in the Supreme Court. I think even if he didn't win, if he voted against the majority every single time, he could put into the record what the Constitution means now, which I think is what it meant all along and always should mean. It is going to be windy and colder on Monday. Maybe some rain, high of 53 forecast for the work week to begin. But that could change. So stay tuned to WSB for weekend weather brought to you by Shoemate Heating and Air. So I am going to give Alan the last word. Make it quick. You are on the air. I think this is completely hilarious. You've got a guy who's never had any political experience get elected without taking money from other people, without taking favors from other people, and it is scaring Washington to death. They don't have any control over him. They have no influence. He's going to do what he wants to do and what he thinks is best. Why not give the guy 100 days or six months to try and correct some of the problems? I mean, if you were taking over corporations, they wouldn't expect anything from him for six months. But this is just hilarious. I mean... These people who are protesting anything, the only thing they're doing is making America look bad. They're making them look like a third world country. I actually the think they're can't. arranged deliberately to be broadcast, those protests, to be broadcast to other countries. Because yesterday, CNN and Fox showed the inauguration. BBC just showed the protests. So I have a feeling this is to get people in line and not vote for the evil socialists or nationalists. I mean, when Angela Merkel in Germany is up for re-election and the other guys in France and the Netherlands. Anyway... Thanks for the last word, Alan. There's so much more to say. So if you want to continue this conversation, hear our podcast. Go to PropagandaReportDaily.com. And uh, Binkley, what should they do? How can they subscribe? you got five seconds. Click on the Apple and go to iTunes and subscribe and tell your friends. And that'll help us. So next week, Sunday 1 to 3. In the meanwhile, for podcasts, PropagandaReportDaily.com. This is Monica Perez.
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.